welcome back to Soda Speaks the Closet series. I'm your host, Christy Mandor. So you know how when you feel this rush of inspiration, and then there's a surge of energy, and it feels like you're flying, there's got to be something in your life, an activity, a situation, an experience where you have felt that, where you're just so overcome by inspiration. And it's such an incredible sensation. It's that feeling of being so in the flow, in the rhythm of whatever you're doing, that everything stops around you. Or it might keep going in like that gel-like way where it almost seems like a dream and you're in a bubble of total absorption. So you don't even know. You don't even notice what's happening around you. But we all know what happens to bubbles. They pop. And then what? Then what are you left with? There's this frantic feeling like desperation of needing to work towards creating that flow again. And then you fall into this forcing, which is exhausting. And then coming back to forcing again and getting more exhausted. And then it turns into this depleted waiting time. And you're sitting there waiting and you never find your way back to recreate the bubble because you're trying too hard to make it happen. And it can get so exhausting and so overwhelming and really discouraging because that rhythmic click of effort and ease, it's a lifelong practice, right? I mean, you, you become more familiar with it. The more you tune in with yourself, you know that. And we wonder like, well, then why don't we just do that all the time? <laughs> because it's so easy to forget it. That's why it's a practice because it means that we're going to do it forever. It's not something that we're going to just master and be done with. We may get better at tuning in and sensing when we can feel inside, when we've clicked in and hit that perfect spot between effort and ease. But the reason that we practice it is so that it stays tuned. Because when your effort teeters on morphing into that white knuckled force, and then there's that sweet relief of ease, yet that's on the verge of melting into that regretful complacency, you'll know sooner. So the more you practice, you'll catch it sooner. So when your forcing starts to get really tight and urgent and frantic, you'll notice and you'll be able to shift. And when your ease, which can be really attractive and at the same time, if you're someone who's high achieving, you may feel nervous about it. Like, oh, I can become complacent if I get too into that flow of ease and not being in control. And no, because you'll know what complacency really feels like. You'll be in that space from practicing so much. You'll just know it. You'll catch it. And then you'll realign and you'll click back in. And there's a course of action that allows you to strengthen this sweet, precious practice so that you focus on rooting in and flowing out. And this is a go-to strategy that I use to move whenever I feel uninspired. And it, it's often, you know, there's moments when life takes over or, you know, I don't have to tell you, turn the news on at any time, especially recently, you can get really uninspired. And so that's another reason why just that practicing of tuning in, it's so helpful. It's such an internal support to keep you in a space where emotionally, energetically, mentally, you're feeling more hopeful than hopeless. 
So this go-to strategy that I'm going to tell you about is, it may seem counterintuitive because we often hear about inspired action and there is truth to that. And I will do some future episodes on inspired action for sure and how to get into it when you're not there and different techniques you can use, which are really fun. But at the same time, this can be misconstrued as waiting for inspiration. So if you can't act until you're inspired, then you're kind of waiting. You may feel almost powerless and you may use it as an excuse, like a lot of us do, like, oh, I'm just waiting for inspiration instead of parking your butt in the seat and getting to work. Or I'm just waiting for inspiration to really craft a wonderful keynote. And then instead of standing in front of the audience, even if your knees are shaking and speaking your truth or rolling up your sleeves and leading the charge, especially if you are newly appointed leader in an organization or like we all do, getting up that nerve to have that conversation, that one conversation that we're just like, no, the time's not right. The time's not right. And not that you'll be so inspired to have the conversation, but at the same time, when you act from a place that is rooted in who you are, inspiration comes from that. It oils the machine. There's a lot of feelings that are going through all of our systems. And especially when you are doing something that is stretching your comfort zone. And you know, the latest closet series guest, Josh Pice, if you haven't listened to that episode, oh my gosh, go back and do yourself a favor and listen to it. He is an actor. You, you may well, well know him as, as an actor because he has a huge body of work. He also created the high-performance training company, Committed Impulse. And Josh says, and I love this, anyone, anyone who puts their ass on the line is going to feel more. You're going to feel more. If you are stretching your comfort zone, you're going to feel more. And that's not saying no. And that's not saying this isn't the right time. And that's not saying you got to wait for inspiration. Action is what creates inspiration. For years, I would ebb and flow in the space, feeling like I was doing it right by not forcing anything. I'm just waiting for inspiration. I'm obeying the creative rules. Well, guess what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing happened. And what I came to realize was that my veiled patience was resistance in disguise. I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I'm being so patient. And the more quote unquote patient I got, the heavier I felt a pit in my stomach, the more my heart felt like it was sinking. And I realized, wait a second, resistance is in me so satisfied with itself right now. Like I got her. Ooh. We're safe now. She's not going to do that crazy thing and stretch her comfort zone. <laughs> so, the, so the following five words, I'm sorry, I just was thinking of like resistance being an actual little like animated creature. It was very funny, um, which also is another, by the way, self-regulation technique right there where you can and I'll get into that in future episodes, but where when you can personify different parts of yourself that you are uncomfortable with, whether it be resistance or whether it be 
you know, if you're a procrastinator or if you feel that you can be really hard on yourself and you personify it, it immediately takes away the power and it makes you giggle. It's really funny and fun. So without further ado, uh, the following five words, these, this is the go-to strategy. Okay. The following five words to support you and stay in the course, no matter what, no matter what path you're on, no matter what are these five words. Ready? Do it to be it. Do it to be it. So simple, right? So simple. Do it to be it. Or as Chase Jarvis of Creative Live says, do the verb to be the noun. If you're a writer, write. If you're a speaker, speak. If you're a leader, lead. And this is way beyond fake it till you make it. It tricks your mind so it doesn't get in the way of stopping you. You're just doing the action. You're doing the action. You're not even thinking. And you're also not trying to be a specific way, right? The minute you try to be an amazing writer or be an incredible leader or be a kick-ass speaker, your focus isn't on the people. Your focus is totally on yourself. And so your energy is going inside and it's going to make you more self-conscious. You're simply saying, I am a writer. I am a speaker. I am a leader. I am a business owner. That's it. Then you're focused on the action. So your energy flows out onto the people, either who you're writing for, your audience, who you're speaking with, or who you're in service of if you're, if you're leading. And you're, you're able to get really almost find like you almost find like a, a burst of confidence and a burst of focus because your energy is not on you. It's not going back towards you, which is where the mental quicksand and resistance is just sitting there waiting to suck you down. Writers write, speakers speak, leaders lead. The more you do it and focus on the action, you're simultaneously expanding your comfort zone while opening the portal for inspiration to resurface. So super cool. Your focus isn't on you. It's on your audience, whoever you're speaking to, whoever you're writing, whoever you're leading. And you're expanding your comfort zone without even really realizing it. And sure, it's nerve wracking. And at the same time, inspiration now has room to come up because you are out of your head. When we're living in our head, inspiration and intuition is there. It's just, we don't notice it whatsoever. So the more you pay attention to the sensations in your body, the easier it will be to discern between the strike of veiled patience and the sparks of true inspiration. Do it to be it. That's it for today. And we'll see you back here next week.